0: PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
1: Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the all-night-long wrestling podcast with The Enforcer and The Stallion.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He's the stallion. I'm the enforcer. And we are once again very, very happily joined by Scott Keith from blogofdoom.com. Scott, thank you so much for your time. and
1: really appreciate it. Oh, you are very welcome, guys. It was a fun time last time. I'm glad to do it again.
2: Well, we appreciate uh, you know you coming back, and we appreciate all of your fans that uh, downloaded that episode. It was very uh, well-received, so uh, thank you very much, and thank you to everybody who reads blogofdoom.com. It's an awesome read every day. You never know what you're going to get, and I uh, really appreciate the insight on there. So looking forward to today's episode. Uh, we are kind of talking everything there is, talk about AEW. Full gear was just last weekend, um, as you had mentioned on your uh, website, it was... Very divisive, I think, especially uh, the main event. But without further ado, let's uh, let's get right into it. And I did not read your um, your review of it because I want to be surprised. I want to give organic feedback. I want to see what we're talking Ooh. about here. So, Okay, yes. Um, we can kind of quickly go through some of it. I know um, in the lead up to it, it was a very strong showing last week. And correct me if I'm wrong, last week's uh, AEW Dynamite actually rebounded in the uh, ratings over the week before.
1: Yeah, it was up a little bit, absolutely. I mean, it's oh, they're, they're kind of they're kind of floating around the same kind of uh, eight hundred thousand viewer point uh this right now. So that seems like where they've settled in at it now. But uh, yeah, it was a little little bit of an increase, and same with NXT as well. I mean, you know, I'm, I want both shows to succeed because then I make more money that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's all about the bottom line, and I mean, any wrestling fan
2: really should want them to succeed. I think there are a lot of people out there. I saw somebody wrote, uh, and actually, Joe, you felt compelled enough to comment on somebody's crazy article over on uh, 411 Mania about uh, how AEW is already failing and they needed an elite, quote-unquote, show <laughs> this week. I was like, I mean, Joe, I've never seen you so mad before. I was a little upset. I think that was, uh, I can't believe if it was Watry. I don't know how you say his name on yes, 411. Yes, yeah, that was but- him. He wrote a long article about whatever declining ratings and things like that. And I'm like, well, it's only been six weeks, so maybe we can take it a little easy. But uh, yeah, he was looking for a home run pay per view uh, this past weekend. So I don't know what his thoughts on it were, but I was a little upset about the uh, you know the lead up to it for him. Yeah, I, I, to expect what do you expect a four, old school 4.5? You know, like four or five weeks into the show as a whole. Uh, Scott, what do you think about AEW Dynamite so far? We're about a month and a half into the show.
1: Oh, I think it's fantastic so far. It's—I uh, I tell you—I do not look forward to the WWE shows over the course of the week, but but like Dynamite, I you know I, I always want to make sure that I have it on DVR, and I'm I, unfortunately I can't be home for it because my daughter's in Girl Guides, so I'm I'm actually out when it's going on now. But I mean, it's it's one of the that between that and NWA Power, those are the two shows that I look forward to watching during the week and it's uh, a lot of it's really energized my my love of wrestling again like especially the watching that the the live nature of it again now you know like that 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 feeling of the wednesday night war it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and uh, made it a lot easier to to watch that much wrestling uh whereas wwe had been kind of grinding me down the last few years yeah it's so much
2: easier to sit through you know it's a two-hour show that feels like it goes by in a half hour where if you have the stamina to sit through a Monday Night Raw, you know, with all due respect to the company, it feels like a three and a half hour show, and it is. Whereas AEW, you know, it, it's just a quick two hours. And, I, and you know, NXT is the same way. I can get through NXT very fast, too, and I enjoy it. But I'm glad you mentioned NWA Power. It is. Uh, one of our favorite shows definitely it's one thing we do not miss uh every single week and we're happy to say uh the national treasure nick elvis will be coming on our show in a couple of weeks to promote the uh nwa into the fire pay-per-view so i, I can't wait for that
1: that's fantastic i've i've, I've been uh, i've been hitting, hitting up uh, david lagana on twitter a couple times now i'm trying to get into the credit sequence at the beginning there but uh he hasn't bitten yet so i'm, I'm hoping though one of these times i'm, I'm going to come up with a tweet that uh have to put in there so I can I can get my name out on there.
2: Listen, we're trying the same thing. If you have something that works to get us in that uh, in that five minute loop, you let us know, and we'll definitely uh, we'll follow your lead. But I'm glad to hear you've been enjoying wrestling, and I'm glad to hear you're back in a uh, in a happier state in the pro wrestling world. I think they did a good job leading into uh, full gear this week. I think they had a very strong showing on um, on Wednesday night last week, and I think the brawl at the end. I was telling Joe, it was very reminiscent of the. Terry Funk, Great Muda, Sting, and Ric Flair, Brault, and uh, Great American Bash 89. That's ha- That's actually how that's where my level of enjoyment was for that closing sequence. So I think they did a good job this week.
1: Yeah, it was very, very old school ending to it. There are just everybody out there fighting and getting all the you know, they, it's like they, they summed up all the issues in like a little five minute segment and you watch it and like, you know, okay, here's he's this guy's fighting this guy, and this guy's fighting this guy, and this guy's fighting this guy, and great. You know, there you go. Go home for the pay-per-view. That's the way it's supposed to be done
2: yeah simple concise to the point not you know incredibly overbooked or anything like that and it was it was good wrestling too and I think the guys that needed to get big wins going into the pay-per-view did so as well uh, without further ado we can kind of get rid into it real quick the, the pre-show I, didn't, I saw bits and pieces of it Dr Britt Baker versus bea Priestley um Britt Baker got the win via submission she has to be the next big uh, big face in the women's division right yeah I
1: think I think so she's really green. Is kind of the problem, but she's got a great look to her, um, and uh, she has a lot of enthusiasm, which is really nice. And she's she's over. Um, so I mean, I know there's been a lot of criticism of of her um, kind of dragging down uh, some of the matches. I actually really liked the the pre show match. I know a lot of people didn't, but uh, I thought that she showed a lot of a lot of good fire. Uh, I'm really not a fan of B Priestley so much. I don't think she's showing a whole lot in what I've seen of her. I think I think Britt Baker is clearly the one who's going to be the kind of the growing into the big star for them, but they got a lot of time to, to work with it. But yeah, I, I was uh, it was an enjoyable match for me. I, I thought I thought Britt bought some, brought some good fire. I'm I'm liking the mandible cloth submission hole done by the real life dentist. You know, it's a nice nice little touch that you don't get for very much anymore. Little character touches like that anymore. So yeah, it was a
2: it was a good showing from her. Sure, and it made sense. And they're going with the whole. I mean, be a She had a, a rough week. She had a there was a crazy botch in Japan. Was the I. There was like a almost like a what, teardrop brain buster off the top gone wrong or Harakarana. I
1: saw it briefly. Yeah, she's had a rough rough go of it. You know, kicking people in the head on on AEW and uh, and messing stuff up in Japan. So yeah, I don't know. Like I say, I'm not I, I'm not a huge fan of her. I'm not, i don't really see what they what they've gotten her. Um, the, a couple of the other girls have been really impressive though. Uh, Shanna, the, the one for the, the Portuguese girl, Lee, she had a, she had the match on. Uh, AEW Dark and then the one yep. on Dynamite I thought was a really impressive showing as well so they, they've they got some good good ones there but uh, yeah, B Priestley is, uh, I, I think they need to uh, find something else for her to do at this point now.
2: Agreed. And then I really overexposed on uh, AEW something that's good. Uh, the opening uh, match of the show tag team match, Proud and Powerful formerly known as LAX, formerly known as EYFBO, Santana and Ortiz defeated the Young Bucks uh, in a tag match, 121 minutes it was a heck of a match I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of tired of the Young Bucks losing.
1: I think, you know, in order for them, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, this is, yeah, they, they need to start winning or something. I'm, you know, uh, I think they're they're overcompensating in their quest not to be Triple H, and it's like, guys, you know, you're not Triple H. Nobody's gonna be resentful of you if you start winning some matches.
2: Yeah, you're going too far the other way. I mean, you're. I don't want them to get to the point where a win over the Young Bucks means nothing. You know, the idea of getting another team over is that a win over them does mean
1: something, but. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was I was really uh, I was really campaigning for the Bucks to win the tag team tournament and become the the first champions because I thought, well, then there you go. Then you immediately establish the tag team titles as a main event title because the Bucks are the main guys. But you know, they went out in the first round and and they're losing to LAX and it's just I don't know. I, it's uh, I, I know they're they're the stars, but it's like you can only lose so many times before you. You, you're not as big of a star anymore, and it's it's becoming a little concerning. Uh, you know, I mean, having said that, maybe they'll go and they'll win 18 matches in a row, and we'll we'll get all sick of them coming up here. But uh, I don't know. They they, I, I really feel like them. It's same thing with all of the elite guys, which I'm sure we'll discuss. You know, a little bit later. But I mean, you know, between them and Kenny, like it's. It's, it's like, guys, it's okay to win some matches sometimes, you know?
2: Yeah, we're not mad. You know, the, there's always going to be the, the other people that are mad the other way. But, uh, I mean, I would be okay with them losing to Proud and Powerful if they didn't lose to Private Party. I'm not a Private right. Party guy. I don't see it yet. I think they're a little too young, a little too new, a little too green. I think that was a match the Bucks should have won uh, and would have made this loss to uh, Proud and Powerful even that much more important. Uh-huh. Uh, next up uh, speaking of the elite actually probably the only uh, guy from the technically the elite that got a win tonight was uh, Adam Page defeated Pac in a singles match it was a rematch from uh, actually it was a rubber match uh, the last one was seen on AEW uh, Dynamite episode one this was uh, my run up for match of the night I love Adam Page I love what he's uh, kind of turning into he's really grown as a performer and I don't think there's a better overall package bad guy than Pac right now
1: Pac's fantastic as a heel absolutely yeah it's, uh, as I was saying, I guess he didn't read my review, but um, it was kind of a weird dynamic because, you know, you had, you had Pac, who's the high-flying guy, going out there and doing all of the, you know, the, the mean heel guy power stuff and clotheslines and beatdowns. And then you have Adam Page, who's the, the, the tough cowboy, who's out there doing flips and dives and throwing himself around the ring like that. And it was kind of weird, but it worked really well. Uh, I Page has definitely improved a lot. Uh, he's, it was a really good match. I, I was, yeah, I I agree. It was really they they worked their ass off. I thought uh, they're actually having a rematch on Dynamite tomorrow night, I guess too. Or whenever, whenever this is there.
2: <laughs> but uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I did not hear that. So another. Yeah, app- no, they,
1: they actually they actually announced it. Yeah, for, for Dynamite, uh, they're they're doing that that uh, they're they're doing it again, which is an odd choice. I don't know if I would if I would go that direction, but I mean, it was you know it was a good match, and I'm uh, I'd, I'd be looking forward to watching it again. Um, a little surprised that, that page went over again, because I feel like Pac was a guy who really, really needed that win again. But I guess the thing is, if they're not going to be pushing him towards the world title match right away, uh, then it might be counterproductive to have him keep winning all these matches. If he's not getting a title shot. So I don't know if that was the thinking that they were going with there, but, uh, but no, it was good, good for, good for hangman page. Um, I was sad to hear that, that Hunter Horse Helmsley had passed away, so we, we couldn't see him coming out again. Yeah, that's
2: terrible. May that's, he rest in
1: peace, yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah, I know. So so that was too bad. He'll be, you know, maybe maybe he'll get another horse. I, I'm assuming he's a cowboy. He probably has another one, but uh I hope so. It was but, a heck of an entrance when he came out. I know. It's been a rough year for the legends here, you know. We we've lost all these legends and now we lost Hunter Horse Helmsley. So, <laughs> you know, it's
2: what can you do? That's true. Life goes on. Life goes uh, on. Speaking of life going on, next up, uh, Sean Spears uh, with the great Tully Blanchard defeated Joey Janela. I kind of feel like this was a throwaway. For me, this match would have been better suited on the pre-show. I don't know. I, I mean, Sean Spears, I, I liked the, the pairing with Tully Blanchard and Joey Janela, the quote-unquote deathmatch guy. It just it did, just
1: really wasn't there for me this match. Uh, it, was, it was an average match. I gave it two and a half stars, I think. Uh, it, was, it, was an, it was an okay match. The problem that they're running into now with Sean Spears, uh, after, you know, because they're trying to establish him as kind of a topish guy again, and, you know, they, he went out and he had the big thing with Cody, which I was really not impressed with the Cody match so much. Everybody was really, really raving over it, but, I mean, I don't think he's done anything since then. I don't think it, it helped him all that much. But the main problem that, that they're having right now is that Tully Blanchard is just overshadowing the hell out of Sean Spears right now, and that's not yeah. good. You know, like, he's... it's It's... it's they're making Tully Tully Blanchard's coming off like a huge star and all it makes me think is like, geez, they should be doing something with Tully Blanchard, you know? Like he's get him a, I put mean, him in MJF or something, you know? Like he's just he's killing it. Like the spike file driver off the uh, off the stairs for the finish. I mean, like, you know, look look how old this dude is and he's going out there and getting heat better than most of the heels in wrestling today. He's he's still got it, you know?
2: Yeah, he's in great shape. His facials are just uh, the on par with where they were his entire career and I think you're right. I think Sean Spears... And that's probably why I put him with Tully Blanchard, right? was to get him that next level right. of charisma. But he doesn't... You know, some people have it and some people don't. Tully Blanchard for his entire career has had it. And right now you have Tully Blanchard with Sean Spears.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, Joey so Janela, kinda... I mean, he's a guy that can afford losses, right? I mean, his for him, like, wins and losses really don't count. You know what you're going to get when he comes out there.
1: Yeah, Joey, Joey can always get himself over again. Uh, you know, he's... He's the guy who has like the, the, the hardcore matches and uh, yeah, it's like he'll he's he's got his shtick um, and yeah he's he's somebody you know the, he's kind of like Orange Cassidy and that you know the win the win and loss thing isn't gonna really appeal to him so much because he can just go out and put himself through a table and you know do his wacky stuff and set himself
2: be, on fire jump off set the himself
1: on fire yeah, yeah exactly whatever staple stuff to his head whatever pull out his, <laughs> you know it's like. You know, you know the, the win loss record is, is not terribly important. He's he's a guy and his, he's got a spot and you know he knows what his his spot is. So yeah, he's he's terribly it's not wasn't terribly he, concerning that he lost. Right, and he plays his part well.
2: Uh, next yep. up was the AEW World Tag Team uh, Triple Threat Match: Who SoCal and Censor to Frankie Kazarian Scorpio Sky against the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. For me, I mean, this, I don't know about you, but this match started off all kinds of a mess in the beginning. I feel like it was very out of sync for the first half. I mean, it wasn't a long match at all. It was just a little less than 15, about 13 minutes, but I feel like the second half of the match really shined. And I think SoCal and Sensit are doing the best work of their career uh, right now.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky is fantastic, obviously. Yep. Like he's, yeah, he's killing it right now. Uh, yeah. Private Party. Uh, yeah. They kind of, they, they did private party kind of stuck out in there a little bit. Um, they looked fantastic against the young bucks. Uh, the young bucks were doing everything in their power on that, in that match on dynamite to turn them into stars. And it's just, I, I just don't think private party is ready for that level yet. Um, they, you know, but they tried, uh, I don't think it really worked. I think that, you know, they didn't really fit in there. The, the Lucia brothers are just so far ahead of everybody else. that it's just, it's crazy. Like it, they, if that's the other thing is if, uh, if the, if the bucks couldn't win the titles, then the Lucia brothers really should have, uh, been the the ones to get it instead so um, but you know scu is yeah they're, they're doing some doing some great work uh but you know on the tail end of kazarian and daniel's career uh it's really great it the the match was uh yeah i'd say i'd say that's fair that it was kind of disjointed a little bit at the beginning there i mean once they started doing all the high spots then it you know it's it couldn't help but get better obviously they you know the lucha brothers are can't Help to be awesome no matter what they're doing there, so they they managed to pull it together. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good overall. I think I gave it like three and a quarter stars, uh, something like that. It was uh, totally acceptable, and uh, I would I would watch it again, but you know, it was nothing 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 I needed to you know, not go back, I call the best you know. match and go back and watch sure. yeah, exactly.
2: yeah. yeah, and I think the right team won. I think with SoCal SCU just winning the uh, the titles, you want to keep them on there for uh, for a little time to at least build them up, and then when they lose, it's going to mean something. Yeah, exactly. um, Rio, Yeah, uh, Riho defeated Emmy Sakura, and I feel like a match that really wasn't, uh, you know, the, the match was good, don't get me wrong, but I feel like maybe the build-up was a little bit lacking with all of the talent they have in the AEW women's division. They probably could have told a better story, making the crowd care a little more. I, am I wrong in that? Yeah, no, it's,
1: uh, it, I mean, you know, they had an interesting story with the you know, the Emmy Sakura training her and everything like that It was, it's was really weird it's you know they've had thousands of matches together i'm sure i mean it was again it was another one. It was a really good match uh, uh but yeah it didn't it didn't feel like the crowd was super into it um it, it feels like riho has more of the crowds on the, the dynamite shows than she did on this this pay-per-view show maybe because there's more of a casual audience watching dynamite i'm not really sure because uh, she has like uh, she she's really captured that they have that that teenage girl demographic that they're going after Rio is just like has been spiking the ratings and spades in that area
2: oh really uh, it, okay yeah oh yeah
1: oh yeah they it's actually it's really interesting like Rio is just like killing killing like everything else in in the quarter hours for that that particular demographic is like I, i'm I, I think it's like 12 to 12 to 16 year old girls or something like that it's just yeah they're 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 all over with her so um I, yeah i thought the match was I, I actually thought the match wasn't as good as the tag team match they had in dynamite uh, boy, I really, I really like that tag team match on Dynamite—the one where, where where Sakura pinned her to set up the the title match. Uh, I like to say her uh, with um, with with Shanna and uh, the other girl from Britain. Uh, they thought uh, they did a they did a fantastic job together in tag match. But uh, yeah, this match this match was really good. Um, uh, as always, once they get into you know the crazy roll ups and everything like that, it was it was really energetic. Um, and yeah, I thought it was I, it was another one I thought it was quite good, but uh, you know, ultimately a little bit forgettable. Um honestly I would have I might have even liked to see a rematch with Riho and Britt Baker instead, as much as people, you know, seem to dislike Britt Baker for some reason. But you know, I like her and I thought I thought the match on dynamite told a good story and it would have worked on the pay-per-view here, but uh, this was this was pretty good as well. Um and yeah, and Riho went over and continues to look strong and that's okay.
2: Do you think they're going right with uh Brandy and Awesome Kong? It's a riho? I mean, I know she came out in the pre-show. It doesn't which was a little bit different to me. I, I don't know if they're going after Britt Baker next. Who's gonna be the next challenger for the AEW women's title?
1: Well, I really like Awesome Kong. I, I'm so sick of Brandy. Uh, she just <laughs> I mean, you know I like it's it's nice having her on TV, but it's just like you can like I don't know. She's really I know she's really smart, but uh, this is the wrong the stephanie mcmahon thing is just the wrong role for her uh she was doing like she was doing really good as you know being part of cody's uh entourage and acting there like that and now now the thing where she's off on her own is just that's that's not working for me but i mean you know awesome kong of course is just just great and i mean you know my god awesome kong against riho and just like oh yeah oh like you can even i, I can't even imagine like kong throwing her around the ring like a lawn dart and you know that'll be. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll find something fantastic to do if they go in that direction. Although Kong went after um, B Priestley, uh, I guess in the pre-show, so that's that's kind of where they're going there to start. So you know maybe they're gonna go with a little bit of a slow build there or something. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that would be that would be quite the quite the thing. As long as Brandy doesn't get in the ring and actually win the title <laughs> or something like that, I that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of worried about because like everybody yeah, else, the elite, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah she'll, she'll be the one, one out of all the, elite the elite.
1: Who puts herself over, yeah. To hold
2: the title, yeah. That would be, uh, that'll be 2014 Stephanie McMahon all over again, and that's the last thing everybody wants. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of champions, Chris Jericho, uh, AEW heavyweight champion with Jake Hager, defeated Cody uh, via technical submission in about half an hour. Um, I like yeah. the match. I mean, top to bottom, I thought it told a great story. It was one of those older school to me NWA matches. However, I just think the the finish fell a little bit flat. What do you
1: think? Well, uh, I think Cody knocked himself silly on that dive. I was halfway through, <laughs> so I can't hold it against him too much. But uh I, cause I was I thought he I thought he bladed, but then they showed a close up of the cut and it's like, oh nope, he smashed his head into the metal. Okay, that's He looked like Nate Diaz from a couple nights did. before. Yeah, yes, exactly. But yeah, he he was kind of goofy like Nate Diaz too, I think. But uh Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, I loved the match. I thought it was, uh, it's, the, the finish, I thought, the only thing with it was that, it, although this has kind of worked itself out, um, the finish was the, you know, the Lion Tamer was not, I, I I saw what they were going for, and, you know, MJF throwing in the towel, and I thought, oh, well, man, you know, like, the Lion Tamer wasn't devastating enough in that form to lead to the finish, like that, right? Like, you know, that's that's crazy. They're trying to build up, you know, some kind of ambiguity about MJF, and everything. And they, they would have had to really put Jericho over stronger to do it. And then I'm typing up this whole thing about it while I'm doing the show. And I'm like, you know, okay, well, you know, he's got plausible deniability, and you know, they can do a long building here where Cody accuses them of him throwing him the towel too soon, and you know, they you know, they can go do this and this and this, and then MJF comes in the ring and kicks him in the nuts, turns on him, I'm like oh. <laughs> okay then and then i deleted that whole thing <laughs> just like right they went right yes. for it they went right for it it's like okay well there we go that doesn't matter then so clearly clearly he did it because he was turning heel and it it didn't matter that the lion tamer was not the most devastating finishing move in the in the whole thing but uh yeah i thought i i thought it was uh I, i'm just sucker for those old school matches there like that you know they're building the heat and reversing the figure fours and cody's fighting from underneath and he's got a big gash in his head and it's just like yes this is good stuff this is what i'm you know this is this is what i'm looking for jericho's a you know asshole heel and everybody hates him and he's you know total piece of crap and cody's like you know in his hometown practically and you know fighting this as, is as, you know the the good guy in white and jericho's the bad guy in black and black, jay yep. hager's interfering yeah and it's just like oh this is good stuff this is uh this is, this is very nwa so that was uh Exactly. That was a real highlight for me, yeah. Yeah, I gave, simple I gave four a quarter stars. You know? it, was, it was really, yeah, good, simple storytelling. That's exactly what I'm looking for in, in a wrestling main event. Yeah, I don't need
2: 27 different swerves, you know. Like I, I grew up on the NWA, and that's where those are the, the title matches that I enjoy the most. And I think they kind of they they brought the crowd down to zero, and they worked a good pace. And by the end, you know, they were out of the palm of their hand. So I love that match, um, which would have been my match of the night until... Uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega um, murdered each other for uh just yes. forty minutes. This mm-hmm. match had everything, um, and Kenny Omega takes another loss. However, unsanctioned lights out match doesn't count against his record. What do what you make of that? And is that the right call? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, okay. Here's here's the thing they 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 delivered everything that they promised and then some. So, like you know, you can say like. WWE with you know the, the hell in the cell stuff where you know they go out and you know you don't you know you don't you don't get any kind of significant violence and you get DQs and this you know this this one here this the the, the story was very clearly told here the story here was you know uh, John Moxley gets put in an unsanctioned match that doesn't count so he says okay I'm gonna go out and have the most violentest match humanly possible and I'm going to murder him live on pay-per-view and you're going to regret putting me in this situation and that was the story and they went out, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, and it tied in as well with uh, Omega and his previous stuff on Dark, with the, especially the match with Joey Janela, because he knew that he couldn't compete in, in a match like that previously to that. So he went out with Janela and, you know, tried to learn how to have a hardcore match, basically. Uh, he went out and beat Joey Janela, who's a hardcore guy, in, in, in the hardcore match and did all that crazy stuff to kind of, you know, train for the match with... Uh, with, with moxley and uh you know brought back the the tempered glass uh, coffee table that he got pal driven through and you know the crazy stuff with all the mouse traps because you know moxley wanted to take it there so you know omega made sure to try to take it farther and you know, it was like itchy and scratchy right pulling out each one's pulling out the bigger weapon to try to <laughs> try to take each other out so yeah so it was uh yeah definitely a divisive match um i know dave melzer hated it which oh, is, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. He, he, he hated it. He is, he, he, he said, but like most it's the, the feedback he was getting and most of the feedback I've been getting is the same thing where people either literally call it, you know, a flaming pile of crap in a dumpster uh, or else it's a five star match. <laughs> so it's like, there's no, there's no in between opinion on it. It doesn't seem like, so it one or the other. So I'm, I'm obviously on, I'm on the good end of it. I, I actually thought it was a, a perfect five star match. Uh, but i i can see how a lot of people would hate it. it it ran very long and it was very cartoonish and uh you know the the, the board of mouse traps i can see would annoy people and the the bedspring covered with with barbed wire and all kinds of the crazy stuff like that it was it was excessive and and goofy and you know crazy and violent but yeah but uh, all that you for
2: it was for a reason there was a reason right. for it they didn't just go out there and they you know, it wasn't the opening match where they got uh, 45 minutes and it was uh, guy A versus guy B and they brought weed whackers and stuff like that in the ring? Yeah, you know, exactly. The, the feud starts with uh, an implant, um, an implant paradigm shift through a glass table. I mean, w- where do you go from there? This is the payoff. Everybody, That's I mean, trajectory. if you love the two out of three Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano match, which was almost in the same vein, not as violent, but we're talking about spots on top of spots on top of spots. This is to me the same kind of thing, but in a little more violent direction. And I'm I'm with you. I, I I love this match. And if you didn't love this match and you were like, oh, this is too into gimmicky, whatever, then the match you had right before this, Chris Jericho versus Cody, if that's the type of wrestling, wrestling match you want, then you had both. So you really have nothing exactly. to complain about, is the way I look
1: at it. Yeah, so that's... And that's the other thing I really like, too, was that they did not do any of that other stuff over the course of the rest of the show. Uh, so everything else on the, on the show was, you know, you're... Your high flying, whatever, your old school in-ring stuff, all that stuff. But then when it came time for the main event, that's when they led did all the smoke and mirrors and let everything hang out with all the, the hardcore violent stuff. And, you know, so it was it was very much like a uh well not quite like a New Japan show, but I mean it's in the same kind of vein, right? Where you had, you know, something for something for all types of fans who are watching it. So if you're if you want the old cool, old school stuff, you have the, the Cody match. If you want the violent stuff, you have the main event. If you want your high flying stuff, you had a couple of the the, the tag team matches so yeah it's uh that's that's the, the really the kind of shows that i like it's you know you you go in there and kind of no matter what you're looking for you're going to find something that that satisfies you know, I, that's that's why i think it was such a strong pay per view
2: yeah tops to bottom i mean it was it was again it was an easy watch i mean it, it, everything was interesting everything was kept fresh everything was different so all in all we're looking at
1: eight matches what do you give the show in total i gave it a, it was a strong thumbs up for me um yeah it was i i thought it was uh i thought it was probably the best pay-per-view that they've done actually so yeah you know, it's a small sample size but yeah i was i i thought uh, yeah it was, was fantastic uh i thought it was it was just a good show leading up there but once we got to the two the, the two main events i thought it was it ended up being a, a blow away home run show and uh and very very strong recommendation for me
2: yeah there was nothing that seems to me there was nothing bad there's nothing you had to fast forward you know, right. they're, and every there most companies are going to have matches like that. you are going to, you know, if you watch New Japan, you don't love the Yano matches. You're going to fast forward through the Yano matches and stuff like that. But this is, you know, top to bottom. If you paid money for it, you look at the each match got the correct amount of time. Each match had, you know, finishes. It was, it was everything that, you know, Cody and the Bucks and Kenny said was going to happen in this new company. They've delivered on so far. That's right. Now exactly. there is room for improvement um, going forward. What do you expect to see storyline wise? What do you think they could change? Is there anything you, that was sticking out to you and you were like, ah, oh, I wish they did blank, blank, blank?
1: Yeah. So I think I, I definitely think yeah, they, the elites need to start winning. They need to be elites. Like, like guys, it's okay. Hey, you're not Triple H. Nobody accuses you of being Triple H. We, you know, we love you. We we followed you here to this. Brand new wrestling company, feel free to win some matches. They need to yeah. they need to go that direction. Um, I really gosh, I wish I, I really wish Hangman Page would like watch some JBL matches or something and learn how to how to do a little bit more of that because you know he's gonna kill himself doing all those moonsaults and everything like that. And there's a reason why JBL was still doing matches up until his forties, because you know, it's going out there and doing big boots and, and lariats and you don't you don't hurt yourself that way, you know? Like or Stan Hansen, same thing. I was Stan gonna say Henson. he wrestled till he was fifty. He's wrestled till he's fifty. It's like, yeah, like dude, you know, you're you're doing Orihara moon salts off the, the the post, and you're gonna you're destroy your knees, like come on, man, like, you know, learn to do a little bit of a safer match and you'll, st- you'll still get over just as big, you know, because you're, you're a cowboy. Do some cowboy shit, right? Like, you know, i says, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, right. so we come, I, I have certain expectations if you're going to be wearing chaps and cowboy boots to the ring, you know, like, like, do a lariat, you know? You I don't remember Ron to... Bass ever doing a moonsault. That's right, exactly. Work Worked for Ron Bass, so it doesn't, you know, works for him. Um, yeah, storyline-wise, I think they they're doing really well concentrating on more stuff they like definitely letting Jericho loose on videos like the one on dynamite this past week is an awesome direction to be going in. Because I was, I thought that was one of the like, like one of the funniest hype videos I've ever seen. Oh uh, my god, know. when
2: he kissed Sammy Guevara on the cheek, he it was kissed fly. Sammy Gavar- it was yeah. so funny.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that and, and you know, like, uh, and Soul Train Jones and, and the, <laughs> the Olive Garden references, and and, and, and like the fact on, on the pregame show where they show. The code the, the like the original Cody video again, and it made the Jericho one a hundred times funnier. Watching when you watch the Cody one back again, and you can see all the, all of the like every every little reference the that Jericho made there and everything video. he picked up on. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fantastic. Um, I thought as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I I like that that they're building a lot on the the win loss records, but you know that's that's not everything. You know, so and it's. It's it's kind of live by the sword, die by the sword, uh, with some of that stuff. Cause it's like they're, they've made such a big deal out of it. But then, you know, you have somebody like Pac who had the undefeated record. And it's like, well, why is Cody getting a title shot then? And Pac's not getting the shot. So, I mean, if they're going to, if they're going to go that way, then they need to be kind of more consistent about it and, and address it. And, uh, so that was, that was one kind of thing there that, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I like that they're doing it, but you know, they need, they need a little bit more consistency about it. I think, uh, would be the other thing. Um, And I don't know, maybe, maybe don't use Dynamite for doing tryout matches with the women and and that sort of thing. I mean, the the women's division is kind of weak on both sides, really, uh, both on the NXT and uh, this side overall, I I think. But, you know, like there's, there's a place for some of this stuff and it's, it's AEW Dark. Uh, They really need to kind of confine themselves on, on Dynamite to keeping things if, if they're going to do that, that sort of stuff, kind of keep it short and make sure there's a star in there so that people have something to, to focus on and don't give people a chance to kind of wander off and, and do other things because, you know, it's two two women that nobody knows about going out there and doing a match for like 12 minutes through a commercial break. So that's... Uh, they It's it's okay to have long matches, but, you know, at the same time, having a, having a two-minute Sean Spears squash of somebody is okay to do as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, I, AEW. I think
2: they've been doing a really good job with AEW Dark. You know, it's an extra hour and change of content every single week for free. That's going to help build up. You know, they only have two few hours on television every single week. So if they can, you know, in, enhance storylines via AEW Dark, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Also, also they uh, that that reminds me as well. Speaking of YouTube, if um, maybe maybe start showing stuff from being the elite on the main television show. So if you're going to be doing storyline points on being the elite, then you know at least let people know about it, and because they they do all kinds of weird, like like MJF for example, like his turn, uh, eventually he got over being featured on Dynamite, but there was all kinds of stuff going on on being the elite where you he know, tried to poison Pharaoh, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, you yeah. wouldn't know about this stuff unless you were unless you were watching. Or I guess the the other thing with is uh, their endless push of uh, librarian Peter Avalon uh and i guess then there's all kinds of stuff going on being the elite where there's like things where he he actually hates the gimmick and you know doesn't want to do it but you don't know any of that because all you do is have him come out and do the stupid shushing thing on on tv and you know like whatever it's cheap heat but like you know if there's more to it then let people know about it like if you're producing this being the elite thing then make use of it put it on tv where people can see it and you know add more personality to these guys yeah, I think that's actually a great idea, and I hadn't thought about that. Or
2: even if you want to put it on the uh, the control center on AW Dark with Tony Schiavone or something like that, have some kind of, you know, some kind of correlation between what's going on and being the elite and uh, Dynamite. I think it's a really good idea, and it can only help everybody there. I mean, listen, it's it's yeah. free. It's a free source of content, so I think everybody can kind of jump on that. I'm going to put you on the spot. The next pay per view is going to be, I think, it's a three months from now. Who yeah. do you see challenging Chris Jericho for the title? I don't know if they're going to
1: challenge it. I, I think the, the way they're going is kind of the, the War Games match, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what they're going with there. Um, oh. They did mention the match beyond, I think, twice. So, yeah, I could see yeah, that. So Yeah, I mean, if they, if they had to do a title match, gosh, I don't know. Um, I think Pac is the one who's really deserving of it, but, but I don't know if they're going to go into that direction. Uh, Cody obviously can't get a rematch. He's he's going to be tied up with MJF. Um, yeah, it's really it's. I would say again, like maybe if what they might do is finally give Kenny Omega the title shot, uh, which would completely annoy Moxley because you know he won the match, but it doesn't count, so you know he's not deserving of the title match, and then that would make him even more angry. So uh, I think I think storyline wise, either I uh, probably probably either Moxley or Omega. Would make the most sense, but they might just avoid the whole thing and just do the war game match. Either way would be would be pretty awesome, honestly.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be watching regardless. Now, are Mo- is Moxley still going to be at um, the New Japan show in January? I know there were some rumors that Omega couldn't get into the country, and they have a there's a lot going on with the New Japan section of the Elite, I guess. Uh,
1: as far as I know, the the Omega thing was some weird thing where new japan felt betrayed by him leaving or something like that so that, i think that was a different different thing but yeah no uh marxley still okay as far as i know um he had to forfeit the title because of his travel problems and everything like that but i think he's i think he's okay new japan's been up some real issues with travel visas and that kind of stuff though uh as of late it's it's becoming a real issue um i know coming into the u.s has been an issue because of. Uh, because of crackdowns from Trump and everything like that, but uh, I think I think they've had some trouble troubles the other way as well. So it's kind of a kind of an odd situation. But as far as I know, Moxley's still doing New Japan. I haven't heard of anything there that might be preventing him from going to the Tokyo Dome, and and I hope not because he's been awesome there in every every match that he's had. Yeah, I mean he had a great G one, and
2: I think Moxley is a, he's really shown. It's funny because WWE's been looking for that badass. Uh, baby face that everybody can get behind That's you know that kind of walks the line and they, they tried to force Seth Rollins and they tried to force on Roman Reigns meanwhile the entire time it was John Moxley but they just wouldn't give him that kind of creative freedom to, for the for the fans to get behind him and look he's gone what six months and look at him now he's the most over guy
1: in almost two companies yeah it's hilarious because he spent all this time trying to come up with another version of Stone Cold and it's like well there you go there, there's your version of Stone Cold all along but you didn't see him at Stone Gold, right? So no, you saw him as a guy wearing a, a gas a... mask, and you know, yeah, you about the Yeah, I yeah. know. So yeah, it's uh it's amazing what happens if you let people have a little bit of creative freedom and come up with their own stuff and not uh, script ridiculous garbage like you know having them be cheating on their their spouses and then putting that on television before one point you know eight million viewers or whatever it was that Raw got this week. So
2: yeah. Brutal, yeah. I I didn't
1: watch the segment.
2: I read about it, and then I saw clips of the. I think it was. Well, uh, nobody Wrestlebox, watched the Box segment. Media. That was the
1: point. <laughs> no, nobody watched it. That's the point. Like, it was, yeah. The it, uh, my favorite thing close about close the show was
2: all the, time, the canned laughter and the canned uh, applause was oh, all time. That is it, especially when um, the twenty four seven stuff in the back, and they turned around and they saw Rowan. It was really, really piped in this week
1: it was pretty it's it's pretty brutal stuff and it's just like all all of it is just written to amuse Vince and it's just circling the drain
2: well wow. listen while I'm complaining and you'll agree with me how do you I read that they had gallus lose to just a, a random three guys it was
1: a ricochet and yeah and they had um yeah they they uh, it was whoever it was it, really... it was a, it was a made up
2: uh, 6 man team, but
1: yeah, but even so, like, and uh, Mark Andrews and uh, super, you know, over.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yep, that's
2: what it was. But uh, to me, like that, it's just uh, that's why people are so worried about these NXT, WWE, um, NXT, SmackDown, Raw crossovers because there's no. I don't think Vince has any value in anybody that he hasn't made himself on Raw or SmackDown. So who cares? he doesn't care about Walter. I mean, he doesn't even know who Walter
1: is. He thinks it's Dominic uh, Mysterio. Which is which is hilarious that he doesn't care about Walter because Walter's exactly the kind of guy that Vince would love. Like, you oh. know, like it's yeah, Walter's Andre the Giant that can that, that can wrestle. Vince Vin, Vince would 100% know how to get Walter over and, you know, it's just it it just blows my mind that he has these people on his roster on his television shows. And like, if this was, if this was 1985, you know, Walter would be out there demolishing people in 30 seconds, leading up to a match with Hulk Hogan. And it's just now Vince is just like, you know, know, some guy from Austria, uh, right?
2: It'd be three on one matches where
1: he's pinning all three guys stacked on top of each other. I know it's just, it, it just blows my mind that it's like, it's, it's not even that he only knows how to do the old stuff anymore. It's like he doesn't even know how to do the old stuff anymore. Like this, it's just uh yeah. It's, it's funny. Very, I to. Um, uh, I
2: don't know if you listen to Arn Anderson's podcast, Arn, but he's uh, is so honest when it comes to the issues that he had in creative, and he he says, you know, he's like, you get one person that gets a hold of fan that has an idea. And and that's it. And he says, like, for uh, Damien Mizdow was a guy that should have done so much more. And Jack Swagger, when he had title, you know, should have done so much more. But they couldn't play the game. And Vince didn't see it. And if Vince didn't see it, that was it. Despite of despite Orange objections or despite anybody else's. And I think it's, you know, now we're now we're in 2019 and it's really only getting worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And now, and you know, now Damien Sando again is killing it in the N.W.A captain morgan uh, i love it captain morgan yes exactly yeah and well, you know hey it's I his third third shot of The over now yeah <laughs> there we go well nwa
2: power again it's a show that we talked about that we love so there's so much great wrestling available and there's so much great wrestling available for free with your mlw your nwa power your AEW every week on tnt so i'm um, listen we're gonna let you go because i know you got some nwa power to watch we were just talking about that you betcha yeah yeah, Scott, we really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. And everybody, if you want great, honest, unbiased reviews of shows, check out Scott Keith's blog of com. It's always a good read. It's very interesting. And, Scott, we thank you. We really appreciate your time.
1: Uh, yeah, you're very welcome, guys. Glad to have you. Take care. Man. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye.